You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go! Pour one out for old Jim. And welcome to Podcast BXN, episode 210. I am one of your co hosts, no longer ISO Christian, but underscore ISO Christian. <laughs> Uh, Christian Macias, and I'm joined over Discord by Kentucky's number one Spartan, PXN founder, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM. Rest in peace, ISO Christian. We'll miss him. Rest we'll miss him. Yeah, fo- follow my new Twitter account, everyone. I, I He's need, only got I need six followers. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I have eight. I have eight. <laughs> I'm almost at double digits. All right. Let's go. Twitter. So I found out Twitter thinks I'm a bot, and it won't let it won't notify people when I follow them. That that is true that because happened, I didn't yeah. see you follow me. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> yep. In Twitter's defense, what do your likes look like? I'm just curious. Mm. Uh, Liverpool movie news. That's about it. Okay, that's better. That's better than expected. You know how to fix that, Christian? <laughs> Seven dollars. That's true. <laughs> no, if I if I give them any more information, they'll know who I am. Be like, hey, this guy. This is the guy we banned. <laughs> That's yeah. true. I can't do I can't do two factor authentication. Anyway, uh, the president of the Defa Lockhart fan club, especially this week, he's the Nintendo aficionado and artist extraordinaire at Roro. Hi. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And one half of the Men and Gitch podcast, Battlefield's bad boy, the Tarkov Teletubby himself, Gage Dempster. Hola. Quick housekeeping, uh, just for me. Uh, for the listeners, I'm sick. I still sound congested. It's been 11 days or so. Uh, I'm doing my best. So if you hear me cough throughout the stream or this is, you're questioning why I sound the way I sound, that's why. Anyway. You sound good. Th- <laughs> <laughs> I'm, Thank I'm you. just going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we were live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Just search podcast pxn we're also streaming simultaneously on twitch.tv slash podcast pxn the topic of the show this week is jim ryan retires from playstation allegedly but first the show always starts with a quick bite so let's go ahead and jump right in ah we're here that feel good you like that quick bites for the week Here's some for you all, Division Freaks. The Ubisoft has announced the Division 3 with massive entertainment set to lead development. Star Wars Outlaws creative director Julian uh, Garrigny has also been named as the new executive producer for the Division series. Talk about a fanfare announcement, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's losing their mind, foaming at the mouth. Hell yeah. Massive is making literally all the games for Ubisoft now, I guess. What else are they game. making? Uh, Outlaws, uh, Avatar, right? And well, now this. Yeah. Hey, which by the way, I cut a little bit of video clip from uh, the Avatar gameplay that that was at last week's. What was it at? State of play. Well, state of, yeah. State of, was it a state of play? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? Doesn't look that bad. I think this game visually looks a lot better than Star Wars Outlaws. Yeah, that's what we said last week. I think actually. Verbatim. All right. Well. Hey, I wasn't. No, I'm sorry. No, I still have no listen. We're, we're of one mind. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. And we all agree <laughs> yeah. for once. <laughs> you know who's not agreeing? Oh, wait, that's too soon. Oh. <laughs> Save that thought. Uh, the UK regulator 
the uh, who are the CMA has provisionally approved Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. They said uh, the CMA has remained the last major roadblock, but says that Microsoft's offer to sell cloud rights to Ubisoft quote opens the door to the deal being cleared unquote. A matter of time. A matter of time. We'll see. Fingers Smiley crossed. Over. Yeah, almost. <laughs> almost there. Almost. Dan, you spoke too soon. I'm going to throw this in there as well. Uh, the U.S. FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, has confirmed plans to proceed with its in-house challenge to Microsoft's planned acquisition of Activision Blizzard. So while things are getting, getting, moving forward in the U.K., uh, in the U.S., not so much. <laughs> Epic. Yeah. yeah. I know the judge was uh, very much not on the side of the FTC, but they still want to challenge it further. I know, I know they can, right? Yeah, still have time. Yeah, we'll see. We've got to talk about Unity one more time. I know you guys talked about it last week. However, we have actual official news. Last week, uh, we ended with Unity uh, saying, we hear you, we're going to go back to the the table and and come up with something. And in that time, they did come up with something. A very lengthy letter apologizing uh, (laughs) (laughs) for all the wrongdoings they did. Because uh, their monetization plan was god awful, especially for developers, uh, and essentially they're just walking it back completely. Um, and I don't, I, I, I don't question any of the devs who are canceling future releases on Unity, and I know some of them have, and who are skeptical about the future of Unity or working with them because now that they've done it once, who's to say you know down the line they they could do something else again? You know, right. to be wary of it is is one hundred percent. I think um, apt. Totally. Yeah. yeah I, well, I, 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 go for it, Gage. No, go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, like, I just agree that trust, I think, is, is definitely broken. And even if they don't cancel games that are upcoming, they may not use the, the platform ever again. And they just, like, mm. switch from, from here out and use something else. Um, so it's good that they're reversing it. But uh, like a lot of people are saying, it, the damage is probably already done. But we'll see. Yeah. I was going to say something similar on the lines of Roe, but. I mean, this wasn't even like a leaked memo of something that they are planning to do that got leaked. Like, this is something that they they tried to pass. So it's just what Rose said, but just to the oh, degree of like, this is this is definitely trust has been broken. And if I was somebody who is trying to get a start in this, and yeah, I I would be switching. And I I don't blame a lot of developers for switching. Uh, I just think this is also funny. Um, the person from Unity that was making that statement is Mark Witten, who is one of the original uh, Xbox engineers on Xbox Live, and uh, he was famously around for the uh, Xbox One uh, fiasco and then left shortly thereafter. So <laughs> it is, I, I thought that was kind of funny. Cool. What am I spelling right, right now? Um, <laughs> I'll do it one more time. It's something that's not TOS appropriate. T... <laughs> TV, 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 TV. Remember that? Oh, that TV. like super. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> TV, TV, TV. Yeah. Call of Duty, 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 Call of Duty. Forza, TV, TV, TV. Yeah. TV, TV, TV. Anyway, yeah. Let's move on. Next quick bite. Yeah. Bayonetta and wonderful 101 director Hideki Kamiya has announced that he is leaving Platinum Games. Company's vice president said he made the decision after a law a lot of consideration based upon my own beliefs. He put out a in that same uh, tweet. It goes on to say, 
it was by no means an easy decision to make. He added, however, I feel this outcome is for the best. I will continue to create in my Hideki Kamiya way. I hope you'll keep your eyes peeled. What an insane like thing to end your like, I'm leaving this company and then keep your eyes out for news from me soon. Like he's very much, I think, working on something else for someone else or on something else. A future project is upcoming from him. And it seems like Platinum Games is just no longer the home for him. Good luck to the the uh, communications person that has to deal with him next. <laughs> right, he literally right. followed up uh, these tweets yes. with his like underwear, <laughs> a big yes. giant hole in his underwear, and he's like, "Wow, I didn't realize the hole in my underwear is so big." <laughs> oh, like, all right. <laughs> we should all be tweeting like this man. I'm, I'm a pretty real, he, or maybe not, unless you want to get banned. Yeah. True. True. Yeah, Becky does have Twitter blue, so. Oh, no. goddamn! <laughs> or he's just verified. I don't know. Guys, we're gonna have the one good Sony news right now in the quick bites. Sony is offering new PS5 owners a free first-party game in the U.S. If you buy it now before October 20th, you buy a PlayStation, you activate it for the first time, you're able to claim one of these games. The following 12 of them. I'll read them out loud. Uh, Marvel, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Spider-Man Remaster. I think you get those together. God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Ghost of Tsushima, Director's Cut, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, uh, Demon Souls, The Last of Us Part 1, that's the remake that just came out, Sackboy Big Adventure, Returnal, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, which I think has four games in it? Maybe two? No, Legacy of Thieves, I think, is, is, is Uncharted 4, and then... Um, the one with Chloe and Nadine, and I'm blanking on the name. Lost Legacy. And then lastly is Death Stranding Director's Cut. Uh, so if you don't have a PS5 yet, which I don't think is anyone on this podcast or anyone who listens. Yeah. If you there guys, you I feel like most of us have played most of these games, but if you hadn't, which one of these games would you choose? Yes. Like if you were a first timer, like that's a, that's a hard list for me Easy. to decide on. Huh? Easy, easy, easy. God of War Ragnarok because A, okay. it's the newest one on this list, I believe, and B, it's it's a very long, great game, and it's the other say, ones are probably you could pick up on sale probably, like Spider Man, yeah. for instance. Both of those yeah. you could probably. Get that's a good sale. point. That's probably the one that's at full price right now, or for the longest. I, yeah. yeah, I think that and I'm not me myself. I'm 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 thinking about who who is not a PS5 owner. I think there's a lot of people who have watched The Last of Us show and are wanting to get in the, into mm, The Last of Us. Fair. If they do pick up a PS5, I think The Last of Us Part 1 is a great pick. Otherwise, if I had never had a PS4 before, I mean, The Last of Us would be a good one, but I, I wouldn't probably pick God of War because I didn't play the original. If I'm in their shoes, I would probably pick Spider-Man because Spider-Man 2 is upcoming. Mm, I think I would pick Spider-Man 2 as well. <laughs> fair. I, I think... It's funny. I I think personally, I would bounce between Last of Us and God of War, but I think Dan's right on the money with in terms of value. Now, again, you, you might not know that mm. as you, you you wouldn't necessarily know which game is the longest, but like yeah, looking at it through that lens, I feel like God of War is probably the best value just in terms of how long and also good the game is. But yeah, I mean, this is I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, this is a great list. Like these are these are really great mm -hmm. things to have to choose from, right? I mean, I feel like yeah, Last of Us Part One, Spider Man, or God of War Ragnarok, all <clears throat> fantastic games. And if you're just getting that with your console, I mean, you're gonna be busy for a while, no matter what you pick. 
The weirdest thing about this is the arbitrary by October 20th. I think what would have been great is to extend that into the holiday sales of like, you know, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and into the Christmas season. That's when a lot of people are getting PS5s for the first time, not before Halloween. I think doing something like that would have been more incentive. I think that's the point, though, because they want to sell consoles now, and then they already know they're going to sell consoles in the holiday rush, so they don't know. Sure, no, yeah. yeah. Interesting. I know. I, I get their business, Dan, but I, I would want, I don't know, do something cool for once. <laughs> I agree. The good guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's some disgusting news. Uh, a listing for Nintendo, for a Nintendo Switch version of Red Dead Redemption 2 has been spotted on the Brazilian <laughs> ratings board website. I'm going to say right now, I don't know how this game will run on Nintendo Switch. I've seen Mortal Kombat 1 running. I mean, it runs, it runs fine. Does it? Gra- graphical fidelity-wise, I don't know. You know, RDR2 is so many... like sophisticated. You know, like all the systems in that game. Can the Switch say, handle how many that? Fewer systems are in the Mortal Kombat. Like it is literally a oh, that's like, yeah, sure. such a focused game, which is fine. It's a niche game. It's supposed to be like that. But like, I don't know. You think of all the sub mechanics and mechanics within mechanics in Red Dead, and and also on my bingo card, I did not have Red Dead Redemption Two coming to Nintendo Switch <laughs> before Xbox Series X or PS5. That's absolutely <laughs> insane. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a good point. There's no, there's no new, new gen version of that. Of there the game, is, is there? not. Yeah, you are in the PlayStation family of consoles. You cannot play that game outside of 30 frames per second, no matter what you do. Woo! Sorry. <laughs> oh, I forgot to include this. I'll just say it now. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Collection, which is MGS One, MGS Two, MGS Three, I think is is locked at 30 and also at 1080p, which is just Dan is on, thinking on Switch or on in general. Because I thought it was just MGS One that was locked to thirty on everything. I don't remember. I I can't access the PXN chat anymore. The past ones. I got you. Uh, but I, I know I know one of them is thirty FPS, and then the other games aren't four K though. I think they're still ten eighty, right? Ten eighty sixty maybe. MGS Two and MGS Three. Yes. Which uh, a lot of people were complaining about, and uh, yeah, I think if you're going to do the hard work to to do a remaster in this way, it's like come on with, with these. We should probably be pushing for sixty four K if you can do it. Which is weird. Why would the first game be limited? I guess the only thing I could think of is they they don't want to touch all the animations. Maybe all the animations are already set to 30. Yeah. That's probably what it is. Uh, I think Bloodborne is similar. Is why that game isn't is that a little bit of like a self report though? Because if you're going to sell it at a price that it's been worked on and it's like well, why why yeah. can't we have these features? Oh, well, we didn't want to we didn't want to retouch them. Well, okay, okay, but you're selling a new product, so you kind of have to I don't know. I feel like there's a little bit of like gray area, chicken and egg kind of thing happening there. But hey, I'm with you. I'm just glad I can play them again, though. Right. But you're right. You're just a simple man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's some good news. Members of the U.S. Actors Union of SAG-AFTRA have voted in favor of, of a potential video game strike action. They voted 98% in favor of strike authorization regarding the Interactive Media Agreement, which covers work on video games. Uh, there was a speculation this was ha- going to happen the past like two to three weeks. And uh, yeah, it seems like it's, it's going to happen, which uh, is good. I know the WG- WGA, movie side, uh, and movie and TV, they have a tentative agreement for the next three years. Uh, actors sag uh, movie side uh, not yet uh, but it's uh, long past through that video game work is also recognized as uh, very difficult and they should be getting paid welcome to the fight brothers 
Yes. We're going to move on to EA. EA has lost its uh, FIFA license, finally, which means that they now delisted all the FIFA back catalogs from digital storefronts, which is a huge bummer. Those games are just nowhere to be found uh, if you have, you know, didn't buy them. You just can't buy them anymore on digital storefronts. Uh, and so this move, the move coincides with the release of the first EA Sports FC game, which is not doing very well, critically. Oh, really? Oof. It's a bummer. <laughs> it, middling. Middling. Really? Yeah. Mm. Which I guess, is that to be expected from FIFA games? Like, are they usually... That's what I say, like, underperforming relative to the other releases? I guess. I would assume so. And I, 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 I believe that them losing all the FIFA game or us losing all the FIFA games from storefronts kind of sucks but I feel like the the biggest complaint that these games have are that they all that they're all the same right. so maybe and that is the complaint of this one bro oh, <laughs> that it's that uh, for, for, for a big substantial name chase like EA Sports FC 24 to be doing something like this it would denote like big changes and like something that just feels a bit more like um, an evolution of the series, and it just feels like a lot more of the same. So the question is, why do this at all? Right. So here's the last four FIFA games. Open critic. FIFA 21 had a 72. Open critic. FIFA 22 78. FIFA 23 76. And FC 24 is at 77. So it does seem like they're just kind of strolling right. yeah yeah but more of the same but if you it. like fifa yeah yeah football <laughs> this one goes out to dan sorry God, gage this one goes out to dan uh and master chief's armor and grab hammer have been added to rainbow six siege so it seems like dan is going to get back into the fight on rainbow six. Oh. Yes, let's go. Of course, this was leaked like a month and a half ago. So if it wasn't leaked, this would have been so fucking badass because the trailer was really cool. I, I like the trailer. But yeah, I'm fucking down. Going back in as Sledge, Master Chief. Mm. Let's do this. I got to buy that game again because my PS4 copy is a disc and uh, I don't have a disc version PS5. So I have to buy it again. Hey, we should get into Party Animals, by the way. Yes, we should. We should. We yeah. played. Uh, some of us played until four a.m. one night. We did. With uh, is, is hurt. With, with my group of <laughs> oh, IRL did you play? friends. Uh, no, I, I don't have the game. Brother, I waited for you for like three hours. Oh, uh, okay. That was found. okay. If, it, if that was this weekend, then the ch- I was sick. That's mm-hmm. fine. Never mind. It's my own fault. It was when it came That's out. Fine. When was that? Last yeah. weekend? No, no, that was this Friday, wasn't it? Friday. This Friday. Yeah, was yeah okay. I was very sick. Okay. I kind of had a feeling that's what was going on too, so I was wasn't really worried about it. Last quick bite: Horizon Forbidden West Complete Edition, not Director's Cut, uh, has been announced for PS5 and PC. Title is coming to console next week and will make its PC debut in 2024. The big question is, when are we doing this for The Last of Us Part 2? It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Nice, dude. Hmm. All right, if no one's answering, then I'm just going to move on to Street Meet. Here we go. <laughs> Far Cry 7. You've been waiting for it. This comes from Insider Gaming. We got some first Far Cry 7 details. Your family gets kidnapped by a conspiracy group, and you have 72 in-game hours, uh, 24 uh, about yeah, IRL, to save them. 
you don't need to save them in a specific order and they can they can be killed which has an impact on the story and honestly that sounds a little bit interesting yep i was uh i was reading the thoughts and opinions of people and somebody put it up really really good where they're like uh the last few far cry games like this this sounds like something that's totally not expected from far cry but might just be the jab in the arm that this franchise needs because mm -hmm. it's definitely been plateauing and stagnating the last couple of games um i remember far cry 3 lots of buzz about it really great villains i i loved it i thought it was great and four was kind of like oh okay kind of doing the same thing and then mm -hmm. five is like oh right it just kind of has that downward momentum where this sounds pretty good and more importantly like we talked about on last week's episode with the crew motor motorfest is that this is also switching to snowdrop which has been visually oh. a very impressive good engine, engine. Yeah. really good engine and i think that's maybe why massive is, ma is making everything is because they were the first to master it with the original division that was obviously the ubisoft's debut game on snowdrop yeah. and those games have like like i said like when you look at like the ubisoft slate of games the division always seems like just a little bit of a higher caliber so i wonder if that's why they're now working massive into the grave with <laughs> giving them all the all of the projects but anyways yeah this switching to snowdrop is kind of the biggest takeaway for me i'm like that's this this Dude. will be a gorgeous game Remember how good the Division 1 looked, like uh, New York in the snow in winter? Compare it so to cool. other games that came out, like even its final gameplay. Like it does. It was Snowdrop is really impressive. Yeah, yeah. All right. Far Cry Rise. Rise up. Is that the working title that we're thinking? That's what it says that. Yeah. Well, Rise. we're still a far we're still a far cry from the release yeah. of this game. So before then, we'll go into the PXN news of the week. <laughs> Okay. We got some Star Wars news for you, all you Star Wars freaks. Uh, Cameron Monaghan, which who plays Cal Kestis in the Star Wars Jedi games, confirms he is currently working on a third Star Wars Jedi game. Uh, and now the big question is: Respawn will it launch with no bugs? No, oh. incorrect. <laughs> it will not. Follow-up question: Will you be able to run it on your mismatched hardware because it's your fault? Follow-up question: Who's yeah. directing this game? Yes, because the the director of Respawn recently left after yeah, well, that was last week, yeah. Yeah, the director Stig of both Star Wars Jedi games. Yeah, yeah. It's three a.m. This may be good. It's three a.m. There's a knock at Vince Sampella's door. I got bad news for you, buddy. We got <laughs> one more project we need you to take care of. <laughs> <laughs> what is Vince Sampella doing now? Everything. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He Battlefield. Yeah. He oversees uh, a bunch of EA Apex Studios Legends. Now. There's a rumor that he's, right. they're doing a Titanfall thing. Now Jedi Which Fallen I Order 3. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. Stig did say originally that the Jedi games were going to be a, a trilogy. He said that it, the story was best illustrated as a trilogy. So not surprising, hey, but I'm going to keep it another buck with you. Did, am I crazy for thinking Jedi Survivor came and went? People called this game like game of the year material, and then like a week later, never spoke about it again. Is and that I the second have... one? Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. No, no, you're totally right. In like an eerie sense, it did, came and went. The first one got buzzed for a long time afterwards. I remember I eventually checked it out, and I was like, I don't understand what the hype's about. And that's just, that's just me personally. But the second one right. came and gone, absolutely. Dan says no, he didn't even finish it. No, I was I was I was reacting to his comment oh, about the sorry. first game. <laughs> but yeah. yes, I I haven't I've only played about 2 hours of the second game. 
unfortunately. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, you I know would what, like Dan? to play more. What? Don't even worry about it. It's the year of fun. You know? Remember fun. this. Yeah. It's the year of fun. This yeah. is the year of party pummel and party animals. Or Pummel Party, whichever one. Yeah, there you go. That whichever one. you prefer. <laughs> Should we get like lit and yep. play that game soon? Yep. yep. Or uh, either of the one? Pummel Party Animals? Both. Why not both? Let's I'll, I'll both. buy it on Steam tonight, dude. I can't play tonight, but I'll buy it tonight. <laughs> All right. We got some terrible Sony news. The good, the bad, and the ugly. This is the bad. Uh, a ransomware group has claimed to have breached all Sony systems and I'll tell you what, all, all of us PlayStation owners are getting flashbacks to the, the, the late aughts here. Uh, however, in reality, the only evidence they've shown is a login page, a PowerPoint, and about 6,000 files. So it seems like there may not be an entire truth to this. Uh, and Sony is, is, is currently investigating whatever, whatever that means. We'll see if we get some free games down the line. Because if it's true, they already got my credit card information. I guess I'll change my password. We should all change our passwords. Hopefully this is not widespread like the last one. Hopefully Spider-Man's it is, because coming. then we get more things to talk about. <laughs> no. <laughs> and here's Spider- you say Spider-Man, no? I see, yeah, Spider-Man's around the corner. Don't mess anything up. Yeah. Just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Just leave it alone. PSN goes down the day that Spider-Man comes out. And you have to <laughs> install... Imagine it goes down for another like three weeks, too, you, in today's era. Yeah. You have to install a day one patch to play it, and you can't. Exactly. <laughs> Oh I really God. have like a nostalgia for that that like month because it was like it was like over thirty days. And it I was remember, it was crazy. Yeah, I remember finding out that like I can still access Netflix by going in and then hitting cancel before finishing something, and it would somehow bypass and I could watch Netflix even though the PSN was down. Interesting. You know, no, it sucked. I'm sorry. It sucked. What a time to be alive. <laughs> oh, I can't play Call of Duty with my friends. <laughs> Guess I'll have to go outside. It sounds trivial, and like for the first few days it was, but like when it when you're going into like week two and they still haven't figured this out, like it was kind of a crazy time. Yep. And they, and they didn't even talk, like they didn't say what was going on. No, it took them forever to like, admit it. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Could you imagine yeah. if Jim Ryan was the CEO then? Oh my god, that'd be great. Oh, whoops, we had a cable unplugged here, <laughs> right? But also, nothing's it- wrong. Yeah. There's some fucking white boy in, in Kentucky named Daniel Prindle who was hacking PS, P, PSN. I almost said PXN. PSN. Fuck. Oh. I wish I'd have all those credit cards. <laughs> Get that Cortana flashlight on the way. Whoa. <laughs> right. Dan's like, they they got so? <laughs> do they? Should we find out? No. We'll move on to our next. <laughs> move on to our next item. This is specifically for Row. Uh, people played Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Critics are largely very impressed with it. There are, I think, I've seen very few minor little critiques. I know Tim Gettys was like not loving yeah. the demo, but still very excited for the game. Uh, so I linked here. I think it was from Okami Games a list of details from the demo. Uh, and I'll just read them as quickly as I can. Performance mode and graphics mode is confirmed for the release of the game. Uh, the game will come on two discs. We knew this. 150 gigabyte total. Uh, Rebirth. Same action-packed combat as the first game, with the synergy system being the major new addition. Uh, you can parry. You can now parry in this game. Parrying is, is cool for the way that, you know, I, I like action games. Swimming is confirmed. Jump in the water. Uh, I know you can play as Sephiroth. 
Crafting is also confirmed. You can't craft healing items like potions in Phoenix Downs, however. Main story for Rebirth will be about 40 hours, a little longer than the first game. Every character now has a dodge by default. Exploration seems to be a big highlight. If you spot a pirate ship in the distance, you can swim to it and find secret treasure. Whoa! Uh, you can hit R1 to call your chocobo in the open world. Uh, chocobos can swim, fly, scale mountains, sniff out buried treasure, and more. If you spot a baby chocobo, follow it to unlock a fast travel point and some new cosmetics for your mount. Story will end at the Forgotten Capital, if you've played the original Final Fantasy VII. Uh, Red 13 is now fully playable with a unique combat system. That's the, 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 the dog. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, the, whatever that creature is. The red dog thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Vincent confirmed to join the party in a similar way to Red 13 in the last game. Rebirth looking to be a game of the year contender for a lot of people. I don't think for me, but Ro, how are you feeling? I am super excited. I, I love uh, what I saw from the previews. Um, it being more of the same Final Fantasy isn't real, or more of the same remake Final Fantasy isn't really a, a downside to me if they're adding all like this entire open world with uh, exploration and stuff like that. That is totally fine with me. <laughs> Just if the combat stays the same, that is fine because the combat was perfect in the first game. Um, but it seems like they're improving, like. A few things, and it does look like a lot of fun to me. Um, the the chocobo riding is looks really f like just the story looks to be super goofy. Like there's a, a a sequence that I saw where Cloud is like dashing towards a, a boss, and then there's like a dolphin that bounces out of the water, and he looks at the dolphin knowingly, like, okay, we're going to do a combo now. And the dolphin splashes out. He jumps on top of the dolphin, kills the boss, and he's like. Hell yeah, Dolphin, good job. Like, like, like that's totally normal. <laughs> but uh, that's the sort of shit that I like about Final Fantasy, that it balances that goofiness with the serious, oh my god, the world is ending sort of stuff. And they seem to be doing that, so I am totally fine with uh, everything that I've saw seen so far. Yeah. Does Gage care at all? There was one time <laughs> in the PXN chat, Gage asked, is the combat turn-based? And we all said no. And you said, hmm. hmm. That was the end of that. <laughs> but that was for, okay, but there's 30 of them at one time, so I don't know which one's which, but I'm pretty sure that was for the fantasy-themed one that was like up in the, it was not the remake, 16? which is what we're talking about now. I think, I think yeah, maybe. Is that yeah. it? I don't know. <laughs> 16 is cool. With Clive? Yeah, I, I guess. And all, sure. And Owen? all the, the, the dominance? Clive Owen. That's funny. <laughs> I think yeah, he would like kind of 16 better than 7, based on the story. Yeah, 7 looks a little little out there for me. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, uh, but no, like when I, that, but, but even 7, when I see gameplay, I'm like, see... But that's all it takes for me, is like the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay, which is, in my opinion, the most important thing in the game. It's like, yeah, then if I like that, then I'm, it's easier for me to get on board with everything else. So mm -hmm. maybe, I don't know. I might get one of these a go. So is this going to be a three-parter? Is there a third one after this? Then? There was, yeah, there was okay. rumors that I think they said there would be a three-parter, uh, and there was speculation of so what the final it probably would follow the R trend of seven seven R. Yeah, I, end of I thought. Yeah, <laughs> apparently there's going to. I've heard that too that there's going to be three. I, I still need to play the original, but a lot of people think you it's, absolutely need to because yeah. this is not this is not a remake. It's like a separate timeline. It's, exactly. Yeah, that's what oh, I was. Oh. I was going to bounce off from like uh, the third game may be like completely new content if they continue this trend, where it's like 
completely branching off from what the original was, which could be mm. really yeah, Dan, uh, just for clarification, um, when they announced Rebirth and the end of, also the, at the end of FF7 Remake, Sephiroth is acting in a way that it's like, is this actually a remake? Uh, and it seems like signs are pointing towards, like, no, it seems like it's, a, it's like, a, like a redo of the same like, timeline with Sephiroth hmm. being kind of aware that uh, you know, Final Fantasy VII technically already occurred. There's, oh. there's some timeline funniness happening, That's or seemingly happening. Yeah. I like that. Think about it! <laughs> uh, we're going to move on over into Alan Wake 2 impressions, and I'm going to say it right now. I've been waiting to say this for the last, gosh, I don't know, 35 minutes. I think I'm officially more excited for Alan Wake 2 than I am Spider-Man 2, and I'm not afraid to say it out loud. Whoa. So let's go ahead and look at some should Alan Wake. Afraid, and... You should be a little bit afraid. That's kind of wild. That's a wild I'll thing fucking, to say. I'll fire your ass I'll right fire. now, bro. With my, my sick ass. Okay, here we go. Uh, Journos got to play Alan Wake 2 this week, or who knows when they played it, but impressions are up this week. And similarly, I have a, a list of uh, preview notes from Okami Games, which it's always nice this guy uh, gathers a lot of thoughts and kind of puts them into a tweet. So I'm going to be reading those. Uh, a lot of them... Uh, a lot of exciting stuff. Uh, Okami Games uh, writes that it's looking up like it's shaping to, up to be an amazing survival horror experience with tense atmosphere, deep story, and cutting edge visuals. As we all know, Remedy can provide uh, one of the most next gen looking games yet. So the graphical fidelity of this game is supposed to be very impressive, which is exciting. There's a big focus on narrative, which uh, which the player can actively shape. Again, we know that this game has uh, the mind palace. We're also playing with Alan Wake and then the new character. I'm forgetting her name. I'm sorry, but who, she's the FBI character. Combat is tense and deliberate with each enemy posing a bigger challenge than the original. It's very exciting for me. You can play Alan or Saga. That's her name. Saga's missions in any order. Big focus on environmental puzzle solving. Optional puzzles are littered uh, around the world with powerful rewards. Alan's angel lamp can absorb light and rewrite reality around you, unlocking new paths. Live action scenes return, giving more backstory. Unlock them by lining up echoes found in the world. Movement is slower and more methodical. It's a big F yes for me. Similar to Resident Evil, the, the, the remake of the games, or Silent Hill. Very cool. Uh, you can hold the touchpad to immediately enter the Mind Palace slash Writer's Room, an interactive pause menu where you can piece together clues and leads. Just, just, just a very cool system that I can't wait to, I, I think, uh, dive deeper into. Safe rooms are in the game with save points and storage chests for your limited inventory space, but it can be upgraded. Uh, the setting of Bright Falls features lots of environmental storytelling, lore bits, and local drama from the residents. And of course, performance mode is confirmed for the uh, Xbox Series X as well as PlayStation 5. And there is a headline from an article. I think it was from Inverse. Uh, it it might have not been. It might have been someone else. But they said that uh, Alan Wake 2 is what you get when Remedy uh, like really believes in themselves. It, and it's seeming to be like a AAA game, the likes we've never seen from them before. I am so stoked. All their influences, everything they're doing about survival horror uh the, the narrative i know i know i love um remedy narratives this is gonna be a really cool game man i can't wait this is yeah i'm 100 percent on board with you christian this is awesome like i love every single bit of this and when they first announced it i think we were there right when they first announced it 
uh, at Game the Game Awards. Yeah. No, we were. Yeah, I were think we? so. Yeah, that was when uh, Sam Lake was there, and you I were think, like. Yeah. You were like, what is this? And then they showed Alan Wake. I was like, this is fucking Alan Wake too. Oh, like, I yes, I think yeah. I remember. Uh, and then he said that it was a, it was going survival horror at that point, and I was like, fuck yes, that's yeah. That this was the best decision they could have made for this franchise because obviously I think that will cater to more people than the original game. The original game's right. a lot more, you know, uh, unique, I guess, or not unique. That's not the right word, but a lot more. Uh, a niche i guess I'll, I'll yeah. say so yeah i'm very excited as well this is cool i'm scared no other thoughts on huh? gauge no nothing it looks good <laughs> i'm just after the callisto protocol i'm keeping my cards close to my chest I'm okay like, wait a minute we heard, we heard mr different. messias talk with such certainty about the callisto <laughs> protocol Right. We were optimistic yeah. about Callisto Protocol. We weren't certain. We're fucking know. certain about Alan I'm Wake 2. I'm about this one. Yeah. I'm yes. keeping my eye on you two yeah. from now on, all right? I'm not taking also, anything for granted. Also, I just want to say this uh, to be out there. You know, I'm sorry, Christian. I'm not on your, your the same page as you. I'm I'm as excited for Alan Wake 2 That's as funny. I am as Spider-Man 2. Uh, it's equal. I, I, I've just had so much horror in my mind for the past year since signalis i've been like surrounding myself with horror that like i still want more and the callisto protocol left such a sour taste in my mouth that like getting a triple a resident Evil 4 remake also was really good but like i've played re4 you know getting something new something from remedy by the way that's survival horror uh, you know uh, like the first one is very inspired by twin peaks this one even more so like everything about this game is like speaks to me I know Spider-Man 2 is going to be good. I'm expecting that game to be like, you know, 9 out of 10, you know, and that's like the low end, you know? Like, I know that game right. is going to be fucking awesome. I'm going to have so much fun playing it. I want something that is really going to stick with me and resonate, and I'm going to be, like, shutting down the the curtains and my lights and, like, nearing Halloween, like, let's immerse myself in, like, a very horrifying game for the next, like, two hours before bed. Hell yeah. You're right. You, I mean, you now I'm getting excited. We'll see now I'm getting excited about it. You should have played Dead Space Remake instead of Callisto Protocol. He did. He bet in the wrong. Hey, list. you know what? That's a good point. I didn't play. I didn't buy. Yeah, I'm waiting for a sale. That's fair. Didn't they? Did they change the uh, the Alan Wake two date? Didn't they change yes. it to like next year? Yes, by a week, I think. Right? Two weeks. Oh, I think. a week. Okay. Or two maybe, weeks or ten days? I think it was ten days. Something T stupid. Yeah, it right. was supposed to be before Spider Man, and now it's after. No. After. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why I thought October. it was. It got pushed to next year for some reason, but okay, that's not much. I just jumped into. Uh, well, I guess this is from last week. This is already dated, so never mind. No updates this week from the fantasy draft check-in. Although I'll just say this for me and Ro. Hey, man, uh, we got to pick up some games for the end of the year. Yeah, and we also got to decide on a counter pick. I think you and I are are missing some. Gage is missing two of them, which means he'll lose 30 points out of his, his current 45. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's really going to stifle my chances of winning. <laughs> hey, man, it's not over till it's over. It's not Joe yet. <laughs> Before we get into the topic of the show, let's talk about what you got for me, starting with Dan the Man. Yes, I've been playing, of course, more Starfield uh still enjoying it still having a good time with it um i think we had a little conversation about this in our chat but uh 
I don't think thus far, I don't think it's like one of my top tier Bethesda games, like Fallout 3, uh, Skyrim, that kind of thing. Uh, but for me personally right now, it's 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 hitting on about the Fallout 4 level, which I enjoyed Fallout 4. Um, it didn't have as much uh, specialness as the other, the other games, Skyrim and uh, Fallout 3 for me, but I still very much enjoyed that and uh, it is very much a Bethesda game. Uh, like in the writing and the the quests and the uh, dialogue and for good or for good and bad i guess it's it is yes. a bethesda game so if you haven't liked bethesda's previous games then you probably won't like this game um but if you like those games i feel like this game should hit for you um mm-hmm. not to say it doesn't have its own gripes i talked about some of those last week i know you weren't here christian but um yeah, very much enjoying it thus far. Uh, I think another week in, I think, again, I'm going to go back to like one of the most, well, and of course, I'm only about 10 hours in maybe right now in total. Um, but thus far, I haven't found any really unique locations that I've visited that I, that have resonated with me where I'm like, man, this is fucking awesome. Like, you know, Megaton from, from Fallout 3 or... Um, or Rivet City, or Nuclear right, World right, from right. Fallout 4, like, just, like, iconic areas that I'm just like, this is fucking incredible, which, not to say, there there may be some coming, um, but thus far, I haven't really hit that threshold thus far, but... I, I'm not at Neon City yet, but I hear people really enjoy that segment. Oh, okay. I'm excited, then. I So, actually, for some clarification on that, Dan, I actually agree with you, unfortunately, as somebody who's beat the game now and is on my second playthrough. Um, and the Neon City thing, people, I, I, for me personally, I, I think people are using that as a marker in terms of story and when the story gets interesting. Neon Got City's it. kind of cool, but there hasn't, no, I, I, and like I said, I've, I've, beaten, I've beaten the game on my second playthrough now, and I'm enjoying it as well, but there, I haven't had a single moment comparable to Megaton or to any of those, like you said, Dan, these, these iconic not even set pieces, but just going to this sort of place and seeing the design of it and being like, wow, this is really cool and having something that sticks in your mind. Unfortunately, I, yeah, I have not seen anything like that yet in this either, which is kind of a bummer. I sent a DM to Gage about this privately about two weeks ago. Did you guys talk about the casino last week? Did you, did you, have you seen the casino? Yes. Daniel? The casino? Did you talk about this? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, we didn't talk about it, but I came across that just dicking around. Should I talk about it? Playthroughs. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, okay. it's not yeah, it's not a mission or anything. It's just kind of yeah, like yeah. this thing you can so, come across. Dan, I, I, I'm largely with you. I, I tried playing more Starfield last week, but I was too sick. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't sit on my PC. Yeah. Uh, my head was like throbbing for a week. Um, but in terms of exploration, I, don't, I, I haven't like done a lot of major exploration outside of like the tailor-made stuff that you're supposed to be following. It seems a little bit empty when I, when I leave and go off to do other things, so I, I've largely been kind of avoiding it since I've, I've heard from Twitter people that's like, exploration really isn't the, its strongest suit to kind of stick to, the kind of like quest, main quest kind of stuff, or some side quests. But there was some stuff that I've felt very much like design intentional, and I, this is the, what I'm t- referencing right now, the casino that I messaged Gage about. Uh, I was on my way to do a, a main quest, and I had to jump a couple systems apart, and I didn't have enough fuel to make that hyper jump to where I needed to go. And so you need to pick a, a, a close system nearby. And, and so once I did, when I, when I hyper jumped there, I, I landed in front of a planet 
with like a floating space station in front. And it was only a thousand meters away. And I was like, you know what? This is interesting enough for me to be like, okay, I can fly there in a matter of seconds. I can check this out. I go in and I, I, this is the first time I'm realizing, huh, I'm in like a place that usually when I, when I dock on these things, gravity takes hold and I'm, I'm walking. Uh, I'm entering this place flying. Like my, I, I'm like using my jetpack to go into, into this space station. I'm like, what's going on? And you hear like commotion and you turn the corner and uh, space pirates have taken over a zero gravity casino. And, you know, I'll kind of just stop there. Uh, but like, you know, this whole little thing, that side adventure, if you want to even call it that, just a little floating space station in, in orbit. You know, it was about 30 to 45 minutes of my, you know, gaming time for the night. And uh, I had like a lot of fun doing this kind of side activity. But it, it felt like very much like, hey, I, I think players will maybe have a chance to like land in front of this planet when they warp here on their way to do the main quest and that kind of stuff i think from starfield's kind of uh like their design part i think does work a little bit even if the exploration kind of falls apart for me right uh kirik says starfield is so hot i've been having Sex with it for weeks. Oh my God. Oh, yeah, Should I say it or not? And then he says, I like neon a lot. Have any of you run into a ship called the ECS Constant? And then he says he went in the casino and thought it was fun also. I have not oh, run nice. into that ship. I've so. not come into the Constant, no. And what's cool no. is when you have small features in the game that enhance that. So I had almost the exact same experience you did, Christian, except. I had a little bit of a little bit of spice before that as well, where when you're in your ship and you're flying around, you can target things in front of you. And if you target a space station or a planet, it gives you the option to hail it. And yes. so what I found that same station, and normally when you hail something, somebody comes back on the radio going, Oh, hey, dock whenever, or, or like, oh, get out of here, blah, blah. But I hailed that station and it was just static. And I was like, ooh, this is a little interesting. Oh, that's cool. Right? So then I and then I I went there and then I get in there, and I'm like, oh floating around the life support systems are off and the gravity's so it's kind of cool like, they do have that little yeah. bethesda sparkle and, and the bethesda sparkles there it's just even these moments and, and there's some really great uh side quest lines especially the ones that have to do with there's a whole i think it's funny we all memed on it before the game came out but the the quest line that involves you being an undercover agent is actually really really good and really long as well mm. and that's the type of stuff that bethesda is known for but it's just the old, the other games they had that stuff and they also had these really memorable locations and I think that's kind of what Dan right. was speaking to and and it does feel like that aspect is missing from this one. I also want to add real quick because I, I don't know I missed Starfield discourse last week. Um, I, I read that you can join all the factions. You're not tied to one specifically, so you you're encouraged to just join all of them. <laughs> so I said screw it. You know I'm already near my um th that 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 home planet on I forget the name right now. Uh, Starts with a J. Uh, Jemison, yeah, yeah, on Jemison, and I put put my stuff away in my in my little hold, and I was like, you know, I'm right by the UC like headquarters. Should I sign up for the faction? <laughs> I'll probably just talk to this dude, and it'll take me a second. But you have to go through like this whole thing, mm -hmm. and uh, I went did through you go with to the Sam Co. So I went to the museum, yep, I did, and then yeah. I'm listening, I'm listening to all this stuff with Sam Co. with me. Yep, uh, and he's taking the tour with me, and he's interrupting part of part of it to chime in with it was like oh look at it like look at this like propaganda bullshit 
right, like right, here's right. what actually happened. I'm like, that's kind of that's kind of cool. I would have missed yeah. that if Sam Co wasn't with me. That's kind of nice. They do that with a lot of their games. Like they have really cool interactions with if you have a specific camp companion that's you know relatable to that area. And that that right that, that same moment you're talking about, I I experienced as well. Is very very cool. Yeah. And this is this paints a perfect picture of what I was trying to say with with Bethesda games, where it's like I totally understand that somebody could pick this game up expecting Insomniac Spider Man or expecting God of War Ragnarok and be like, oh, this is a little weird. But like, it's the reason it doesn't look like that is because they have all these subsystems systems underneath it, and that could not be worth it for you. And that's why when we were talking about this privately, like I was like, the more I play this, the more I could see somebody giving this like a six out of ten, a seven out of ten, or yeah. whatever. But if you're somebody who values lore built like universe building and like lore and you like and you nerd out about that kind of things that museum segment was it was awesome i was like this is so cool and if you're somebody who just cares about a main story that wouldn't do anything for you and i think that's totally fine that's where like the subjective kind of differences come in but like that's my weakness i love universes that feel real and Mm -hmm. that feel lived in and so when i hit that museum segment i was like this is fucking awesome and what's really cool is i did that solo i had no idea that that that, yeah. that if you brought Sam Coe, he would chime in. But like knowing what the museum talks about and knowing which faction Sam Coe is, I can already imagine the kind of stuff that he would pipe yes. in. Like that's so cool. That's the that's the Bethesda charm right there. There it is. I, I, w- I wanted to add something else that like made me stop for a second. Is I went through about sixty percent of the the museum and I was like, all right, fuck, I I gotta I gotta move on here. Right. And I went to the the simulation. And then when you get back upstairs to like you know debrief uh, about your rating that you get yeah. they mentioned like how long you stayed at the museum he's like oh you like mostly went over and i was like oh hey let's try i didn't i didn't do the whole thing and he mentioned it it's cool in that in that little simulation you can do like a kobayashi maru thing and you can tamper with the controls yes. of the simulations yes. and they encourage cool. it they encourage yes. it even because yeah. when you finish these he's like yeah we he's like it. oh you're adventurous or, yeah. or industrious or whatever he says yeah yeah oh. very cool starfield i wrote yeah yeah well i wanted to ask you guys a question about starfield with how like we were talking about before it came out and how the industry was talking about it before it came out being the most important game for xbox and has to hit and all that kind of (laughs) stuff and we talked about how games don't have to hit it's like not the end of the world if they don't especially for a company like xbox but for you guys individually who have played it you did it like live up to that the most important game did it deliver on that front, is it like did it meet your expectations? I guess I should say, or is it still not as hype as I, it seemed like it was going to be when we were talking about before? Well, those are those are two different things. Some people were expecting this to be the game to save Xbox and to be be the end all be all. I wasn't expecting that, and that's not it for me. For me, it is living up to the expect expectation of being the next Bethesda experience. I am mm-hmm. getting that feeling. Again, Dan, like Dan put it perfectly, not quite to the levels of he's a Fallout 3 guy, I'm a Fallout New Vegas guy. Not quite to the levels of New Vegas, not quite to the levels of Skyrim. But for my first playthrough of four, which is the game that I've replayed the least, and I like I I haven't really replayed it a lot, but the feeling that I had on that initial playthrough, that Bethesda Wonder, I definitely do have that. It's living up to that. It's giving me the feelings that I wanted to get playing this for sure. Gage, I just want to put this on the record. I am a Fallout 3 and New Vegas guy, but New Vegas was made by Obsidian. So that's why I didn't. And they did it better, which is crazy. That's fair. Yeah. They took the bones of Fallout 3 and made it better. I agree. Fallout 3 is fantastic. You'll get no argument from me. Fallout 3 is fantastic. Obsidian is fantastic. Let's get some of that Outer Worlds action. 
I still have yet to play that. Fantastic. See, and Outer Worlds does the same thing that fucking Starfield does and all the Bethesda games do. It takes your companions, and when you take them in certain situations, they react to those situations. So that's, yeah, Outer Worlds, I love that game. I should play Outer Worlds. You know what it is? It's the smallest thing sometimes. And and it's not even like it's a hill I'm dying on. It's just sometimes it just takes something to make me miss the launch window, and then it just kind of gets put in the back shelf. But they said that it was first person only, and I was like, that's kind of... Yeah, that's kind of stupid. See, like that style, and I know, I know it's a different franchise, and, it, and it's, they have the yeah. right to do that. But like in that style of Bethesda game, I always play it the same way. I switch to first person when I'm indoors, and I switch to third person when I'm outdoors, and that's just kind of like my mm. thing, and that's my habit. And as yeah. soon as they said it's first person only, and you can't see your character and like the armor that you find, I'm like, ah, kind of took me out of it. But see, I do, I do need to play Outer Worlds. I've heard nothing but good things. And I only play first person, so that's why I was like, oh, insane. Really, yeah, that's my crazy disgusting. preferred way to play. <laughs> That's, that is disgusting. I'm gonna I'm gonna move on a row. You play anything? I I played a little bit of uh, F Zero Ninety Nine. Oh, Switch game. I did not win. I, I I learned how terrible I am at that game, but I'm enjoying it. But <laughs> it's I, it's still getting it's it's no Mario Kart, so I I still have to learn how that game controls. But uh, it's fun. It is definitely you're fun. Hitting, you're hitting the sides a lot, weren't you? Hitting the sides a lot, bouncing off of people just yeah. exploding left and right. but it, it is fun like getting the hang of it because i don't know that game very well learning it and trying to master it has been enjoyable at least but uh that is it i think that's all i i played this week bro is yeah. microdosing video games yeah. i love it oh yeah you love <laughs> to see it uh only thing for me is because i was sick i, I still i wasn't playing anything Except over the weekend, my girlfriend and I were playing competitive Overwatch oh. until I got a rank, and I got a rank, and I'm platinum two. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Uh, as uh, as Ash, Ash, Cassidy, and Sojourn are my three that I switch around. I was worried you were gonna say that you were playing something else. Oh my goodness, Minecraft. Yes, Minecraft. Code? Yeah. <laughs> Gage, what do you got this week? I'm going to dedicate my entire time to not what I've been playing, but a story that for two weeks now we've not put on. Dragon's Dogma 2. I've been watching Dragon's Dogma 2 <laughs> oh, gameplay that was, footage. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and it looks fantastic, and it looks incredible. And I've been thinking about playing it. So I've been playing it pretend in my mind <laughs> until it comes out, and it looks fantastic. And I'm having a great time with it. I can, I'm thinking into the future, and I'm having a great time playing it. I saw a headline that said Dragon's, Dragon's Dogma 2 is looks like more of the same, but that's a good thing. And it's and, uh, it's the yeah. same thing like when Dan and I talk about Halo and why I, why I think Halo is one of those franchises that I want to stay the same, is that Dragon's Dogma, this is only the second one, and the first one came out 10 years ago. So if it's exactly the same, and everything else has just been updated to modern times, you don't have it like I don't have a chance to get sick of it because we just have the one game and now we're getting another one that looks like Resident Evil 4 and it plays exactly like the one that we had. Like mm. that's just that's exactly sure. what I want. Now, if this was Dragon, if this was Dragon Dogs like six and we've gotten five of them beforehand and it was the same thing, then that's when people like I feel like it's fair to start complaining. But for me, thank God, I'm so happy it's exactly the same. Hey, last week, did you guys talk about how impressive the fast traveling was in Spider-Man 2? Yes, we I, did. We did not know. Yeah, I don't think Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. Hey, Dan always knows. Yeah, well, we, we talked about it. Just wanted to say it's impressive. 
I've not played the game yet, so I can't. I don't know. <laughs> Spider Man Two. I mean, I've seen yeah. videos. <laughs> All right, I could have edited that. <laughs> All right, I'm moving into the topic of the show. <laughs> we, we got a bombshell of a news item. This happened mere hours before starting, around 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, via Bloomberg first, that Jim Ryan is stepping down. That's what it first started with. Uh, and then somebody, another uh, journal was like, you know, I'm hearing from one person at something else. I'm going to go confirm. And then within a couple minutes, uh, PlayStation had tweeted out a retirement announcement, which reads, one moment, <clears throat> Jim Ryan thinks the PlayStation community as he announces his plans to retire from Sony Interactive Inter Entertainment in March 2024. Uh, Jim Ryan has been with the company uh, over 30 years, and he is finally taking time to step down. Uh, I, I, okay, how to shut up with this? It is not... We're pretty open on this podcast about Jim Ryan, specifically that we don't necessarily think he's a very good person. Right. We will, I will reiterate that time and time and again. I, I also don't think he was very good for Sony, specifically where, where they were, where it looks like they're leading. I, I think a change in 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 presidency is is going to be a good thing, depending on who who they get. I know there's an interim currently, but I'm talking about 2024 for long term. Right. Um, my question is like, you know. How much how much faith do we have in the actual retirement announcement? Um, you know, is it an actual retirement? You know, he's he's an older guy. He's been with the company a long time. Maybe he sees that you know PlayStation has had its success, and now it's time for him to step down. That's a possibility. But I don't know. Com this coming like Wednesday afternoon, uh, just hearing things via Bloomberg at first. Um, I don't know. The inner tinfoil in me is like, you know, is he actually retiring? Is there a little bit of like a forced via internal being like, you know what, we're we're not very happy with the way things are going with our kind of live service aspect of it. It's not really hitting the ground yet as quickly as we wanted to blah, blah, blah. You know, what are you guys thinking when you, when you see that Jim Ryan stepping down? For me, per for me personally, <laughs> I don't, I don't think that it's him. Uh, just, uh, yeah, I don't think it's him being fired or anything like that because right. I feel like if he was, uh, being forced out, it would be a little bit. There we there would be more scuttlebutt around it. I feel like other than oh yeah, he's retiring. Uh, obviously, this is still very fresh. But also, the other thing is is like Jim Ryan's made PlayStation a lot of money. Like it's not like yeah, PlayStation's sure. in a dire state right now in terms of financials. And I think that's all that Sony really would care about the bottom dollar at the end of the day, uh, and their shareholders. So obviously he's made them shitloads of money. So I, yeah, I don't think it's a force out situation like you said. I, I it feels more like you know. He's hey, I'm here just to pose years. the question oh, to uh, throw it out. Fair. People are going to speculate. People have been already. You know. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's fair. There's been people you know crying about him leaving. Apparently, according to Gage, our inside source here. I saw. I mean, look at nothing high profile, but I saw a couple people that are like adjacent to the kind of funny community say like, "Oh, you know what? Well, he did a pretty good." I'm like. <laughs> let's not let's not do this let's not do this whole let's be positive about everybody like you can just say no good toxic riddance. positivity <laughs> you can just say good riddance right it's yeah. fine you don't have or to not like... anything if you don't want to be mean exactly like, you don't have to lie. <laughs> right yeah. right well here's a little bit of speculation for you christian i don't think I, I i agree with dan wholeheartedly like on pen on paper 
he's done the company good. Like they've remained there. They've remained, not only have they remained in first place, I think they've actually widened the gap a little bit. PlayStation's done very, very well. Um, and part of that is because of his anti-consumer focus that he has. Um, my, my curious thing is that, I mean, okay, either his reasoning of not wanting to work in America. I mean, sure. Totally. I wouldn't want to be there, I guess too. I don't know. Nice. Um, but my other thing is like, okay, well, maybe he was really right. Maybe he's worried about the Activision Blizzard uh, um, uh, merger, right? Like, I mean, he, we only, we don't know what the internals of PlayStation looks like. Maybe that is a huge part of their revenue. And maybe before the tide starts turning, he's thinking, you know what? I could call it quits now. And my legacy Ooh. as CEO of, of Sony Entertainment would be just widening the gap that we've, that we've had. Because maybe, again, we don't know what's going on. We know that a lot of people have tried to stop this merger um, for what it, for maybe for good reasons, maybe for bad reasons. But I can't, that's where my inner tinfoil goes is that maybe this is kind of like a shit. We really just lost the golden goose. Um, and it might not affect us right away, but in yeah. two, three years, right? Um, right around, I mean, well, that's the funny thing. We'll probably start seeing the effects of this merger right around the next console launch. So for me, that kind of lines up where he might be like, you know what? Maybe somebody else can deal with this problem that is going to arise in two to three years, yeah. possibly. It, you know, if we're going to continue that thought, you know, what is the answer to uh, for Sony, to for Microsoft's ABK Activision? And, and the answer might be, you know, with Call of Duty games like Overwatch, wow, that's a life service, right? So the answer to that, we would, let's make our own life service with our own first-party studios. And maybe Tim Ryan's looking at this after, you know, a couple of years of planning, being like, I don't know if I like where this is going. Right. I don't know if I can successfully lead that kind of, uh, champion this over the next couple of years. It'd be time for me to get out now. And Absolutely. You know, look, let, the next, let the next guy take care of it. You might be onto something. Yeah. Well, it's funny, all those, all those, uh, Examples you just listed, all Activision, all Blizzard, right? That's the thing. I mean, that's, right why I, that's why I said them. I, I know, I know, but right, but, and, and, and maybe he's looking, and I think you're exactly right. Like maybe, and maybe, maybe it's a little bit of column A, column A, column B with what you're saying, where maybe people, shareholders, whoever are looking at, or not shareholders, but maybe other C suite people are looking at his acquisition of Bungie, looking what's on the table, and they're going, yeah, this looks good, but this isn't going to compete with what with what now our direct competitor has in their back pocket. Yeah, I think, Which, I think yeah, that could be it. I saw somewhere that they someone was comparing uh, the Activision Blizzard acquisition to Bungie and saying that Bungie was a more valuable acquisition. And I'm like, wait a minute. We're talking about a fucking uh, hundreds of million dollar company versus a fucking... Seventy billion dollar company. That's not even the same ballpark. I think they're playing. I think they're playing. They're dancing on the line there, where it's like valuable. You're not. I mean, yeah, you can't argue value in terms of money, but maybe they're like, oh well, PlayStation really wants this expertise, so Bungie's more valuable right. to them. It's like, okay, I guess you could make that argument, but no, not at all yeah. in the same way in terms of how CEOs really think about it, right? If it is a. Uh... Something I feel you guys mentioned the uh, live service thing, and that maybe that's not going super well. It'd be interesting to see if if some who, if whoever does replace him in March 2024, uh, if that gets rolled back or if they continue with that. Obviously, we don't see the the fruits of that, but I'm interested to see if uh, the things that he's put into place will continue. <laughs> uh, even though a lot of us who have been following it are kind of turned off by a lot of the things that he's been planning. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, if PlayStation still does it with them gone. 
I'm gonna tell you right now, in March 2024. Okay, it would take some time to to, to put this out there. So <laughs> let's say 2025. I better be seeing like here's the back catalog of PS3 right. games and PS2 games now made available for you know mm-hmm. PS5 Pro. Uh, we got a, like a, a lot on on Legacy. Like it feels like Sony has abandoned a little bit of its like history a little bit. Yeah, we got a couple of masters, right? But like there there are so many like there's a huge wealth of games that like made PlayStation what it PlayStation what it is today. And we just like have no have no access to them. Yep. And if they do do stuff like that, so many things that they've already put into place would have to be reworked like PlayStation Plus and the essentials and the classic stuff that they do. That is technically what they're excusing as like that's how you get your backlog of games. You have to pay us for that kind of stuff. So if somebody does come in and wants to do what you're saying, Christian, like what's the point of getting PlayStation? Well, besides to play online, it just loses a little bit of value if they do the right thing and let us have access to our old games. You can ask that right now. What's the point of getting it right now for $80 a year or whatever it is? Well, nothing. And like for all the people that own all those discs for previous generations, like I have fucking original Xbox and Xbox 360 discs still that fucking mm-hmm. work on my Xbox Series X. Like you can put an Xbox One game disc into your Series X and it will read it natively and run the game natively. Yeah, that is wow. It's crazy. <laughs> I will. We're gonna need to, to Christian's point. I think we're gonna need we're gonna need somebody like a Sean Layden or Phil Spencer. Somebody who, while still being a CEO and, and probably is a certain type of person in order to make it in that world, at least mm-hmm. somewhat either pretends or at least is vaguely interested in the thing that they're actually selling to get that. Because I, I still right. I still believe wholeheartedly there's no way that PlayStation can't figure out um, uh, native backwards compatibility, right? It's just, it, in my mind, it's very clearly just terms of money. Jim Ryan is yes. not the guy. He said himself... Word for word, who cares? Who who wants to play these old games? Oh, it's very yeah. much a matter of just allocating the resources to figure it out. The cell machine is not the cell processor is not the enigma. All right, it's not this yeah. crazy otherworldly tesseract that they can't figure out. People have figured out how to emulate it on PC. So this next person that gets there, I hope we see all those things. I hope we see the Vita too. I hope we see these cool things that people actually want. You're exactly right too, Gage, because literally that happened with Xbox because Phil Spencer said originally that backwards compatibility was not possible. And then right, yes. two years later, we got backwards compatible, full backwards compatibility. Right. So. You can do it if you put your mind to it, Sony. Yeah, and that's my takeaway as well. That's my final thought is I agree with Gage. I think getting someone at the head of the company who is very much at least less suit centric than Jim Ryan yeah. is and a little bit more gamer focused, like, you know, like Sean Layden was, it feels like Sean Layden was a little bit, you know, I think of the smaller heads, like Adam boys, like right. Shuhei Yoshida, these kind of people that like really care about like the gamers as well. I, you know, on top of like being very much professionals and they running like a business still very much like the focus on the actual people who are using their product, us, the gamers, uh, yeah. I, I think would make for someone who, in my eyes, is a bit better suited to fit the PlayStation that I want to see moving forward, not the one that we've been seeing for the past couple of years. Right. And important to remember, too, a lot of these games that, like, like I said, some of the things I've been seeing on Twitter, people attri- attributing to Sean, uh, the, um, Jim, Ryan. Jim Ryan, a lot of these games were actually greenlit under Sean Layden. So yes. lots of, even all the way up to, I think, like around Ghost of Tsushima is like when you start games after that, maybe you can make the argument, but like, a lot of those, a lot of the games like Ratchet and Clank, Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima, these games that people love, it's like that, those weren't greenlit under him. He, 
he just came in and he had no other option to let those. If you if you were to come in and cancel those things halfway through, people would be pissed, right? So yeah, it's I, I, it's, it's hard to know. It's hard to look at the PlayStation ecosystem and really, if you really sit down and think about it, what did Jim Ryan do that was better for the brand? And again, he's a like you said, Christian, he's a spreadsheet CEO. He made the company a lot of money, but when you as a consumer look at what he's done, there hasn't been a whole lot of good things for us that he's done. So right. I agree. Bro. Mm -hmm. This is completely off topic. But Glenn has posted a challenge in the chat. He says, Bro, we have to play now because I disagree. And he wait. didn't provide any further comments. Oh, I'm sorry. I read the wrong comment. Bro, <laughs> do you play Mario Kart much? If yes, hit oh. me up with that friend code, square up. And oh, then I said, oh. and then I said in the chat as PXN, I said, we know Ro would win. And then he said, he oh. disagrees. Yeah. Damn. Bro, I would beat I, your ass. Oh, I just, I don't think wow. either of you would beat me in Mario Kart. Wow. Damn. <laughs> what? I you like this Ro, dude. Ro. <laughs> I need. Yeah. I need to know. How, uh, did you even beat 200 CC? I didn't do all the. Okay, I didn't do Whoa. all the. I didn't do. I played it, but I didn't do all the. <laughs> the entire Grand Prix. Did you? Did you do all of them? Come on, dude. What are we, Three what are we stars. He's, yeah. He's dodging the question. He didn't say uh, yes. No, not all of them. No, not exactly. There it is. Yes. <laughs> we need this battle to happen. It is tough. But yeah, it, I mean, that's fair. I, I haven't done all of 200, so maybe Glenn has. Maybe he has no. an upper hand on both of us. Glenn hasn't even done 150. But my Rosalina on the blue ATV with a thin blue or thin blue, thin black wheels would kill you guys. Just hey, you. my inkling boy on standard everything is just <laughs> fine. <laughs> just above ready. standard. Just above standard. I, I can give you my friend code, Glenn. I have not uh, played Mario Kart in a while, but I would be down. Oh, yeah. All right. Thank you again to everyone joining us live on YouTube and Twitch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your pods. Folks, thank you, Roshan. Thank you, Christian. That's me. Thank you, Gage. That's him. And that's Daniel. And this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Watch love and keep on gaming. Watch out for the cold this year. Phew. Make sure you double check who's coming to your nation's capital. <laughs> See ya. Oh.